I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. Today at Simple, we're kind of finishing the last few weeks of looking at the end of Matthew's gospel. Um, Jesus has been giving lots of difficult teachings. He has been just communicating things that sometimes seem a little odd or a little weird, um, things that might seem a little harsh or intense. Um, And today is no different. So uh, I I echo what Shannon said a couple weeks. Uh, I wish I got to preach on something different than this. I wish it was like Jesus healing someone or... Um, something a little bit lighter, but that's not what the lectionary has for us today, so that's where we're going. Um, So again, Jesus has just talked about the parable of the bridesmaids, the parable of the talents, um, and this is kind of his last explicit teaching of Matthew before he goes into Holy Week, Passion Week, um, some of his last days before uh, the crucifixion. So our text today, it, it... can be used to kind of scare people and intimidate them into becoming a follower of Jesus. I'm not in the business of doing that, and I don't think that's really helpful in creating true disciples of Jesus, so that's not where we're going today. Um, But there is kind of some shock value in this text. There's some things that are are intense. Um, So our, our job is to kind of see what that is and maybe look a little further than that. So receive this good news according to Matthew. Chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he'll say to those on his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, When was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? 
Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of God, the people of God. Thanks be, Thanks be to, God. to God. I don't know about you, but it's hard to be thankful. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this text. It's pretty intense. It's kind of graphic. It's a little scary sometimes. Um, so what do we do with this text? How do we interpret it? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus as we read these words? Um, so we're going to take a look and see what we might discover today. Well, on the surface, just general observations, this seems to be a passage about end times, something that's in the future, something that's at a later date, uh, time away, some time away. Um, there's this division of people. Um, all these nations come before Jesus, who's also described as the king, who's also described as the son of man. And so those three are all kind of Jesus aspires to uh, in this text. Um, one of the most surprising things to me as I've looked at this text is that neither those who are described as sheep or as goats really recognize what they did. Uh, especially those who did those good actions, those caring for people, um, even they weren't really sure how they did what they did or who they did it for or why they did it. Um, and that, that's been really surprising to me as I've sat with this text. I'm not really sure what to do with that. Um, also on the surface, it seems that there's these five metrics that Jesus or the King or the Son of Man is really looking for. Uh, food to those who are hungry, drink to those who are thirsty, welcoming strangers, uh, giving clothes to those who are naked, and visiting prisoners. These seem to be the things that both groups were kind of held accountable to or were mentioned in this text. Um, but when I think about the bigger picture of Jesus' ministry, which I think Shannon's really helped help us see that uh, to kind of get an idea of what those particular texts are that are confusing or don't really kind of add up, we got to look back at the bigger picture and see how that figures into the specific parts of the text. Um, and when I think the bigger picture of what Jesus was about, he wasn't super into following rules for the sake of following rules. Like, these five things really seem to very specific rules that the king wanted those to follow. Um, and so it makes me wonder, is it about those five things or is it about something else? And as I've kind of looked about at this text, I think it might be something else. I think really the key verse that helps me understand what Jesus might be talking about here um, is verse 40 and 45, which kind of say the same thing just in different ways. Um, but it goes like this, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Members of my family. That seems to be something for me that helps me understand what's going on here in this text. And why is that? Uh, I think it's the relationship that's maybe the most important thing here, not the actions. I'm wondering if it's all about the way that each people, uh, each people group saw or didn't saw those they were caring for. Um, Neither one really got it. Neither one really saw the why or the who they were serving. Uh, but the king did. The son of man did. And Jesus says that he did. Um, and so it's understanding to be able to see people around us as members of Jesus' family. 
and maybe as members of our own family. Maybe that's the key that helps understand these specific actions and what the Son of Man is talking about. So for success in this passage, it wasn't just about doing the right thing. To me, it was also about seeing with the right kind of lens, the right kind of filter of who these people were and why it mattered that we cared for them or the people in the text cared for them. Um, and so this is, seems to be true with what Jesus' ministry was. This is how he served people. He did, these, he did some of these exact things, uh, visiting those in prison, caring for people, giving food, etc. Um, but he was also able to see them as members of his family, and that's probably a big part of why he did what he did. Um, some other translations of verse 40, kind of, they go like this. When you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters... You were doing it to me. Or whenever you did it to any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. Or whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. And I like some of those different phrases of who the people are. The least of these, the seemingly unimportant, or someone who's overlooked or ignored. And it kind of makes me wonder, who are these people in our world today? Some of the people I came up with in the 21st century that are seemingly overlooked or unimportant, the least of these, some of the same that maybe Jesus had, those who are in prison, those who are incarcerated, maybe those who are living in poverty, those who don't have a house to live in. Uh, maybe it's immigrants. Maybe it's those who are in war-torn countries. These are different people who I just thought maybe would be a similar kind of people group for us today. So what does it mean? How do we do this? How do we begin to see people with this kind of lens as members of Jesus' family? Uh, one of the most practical things I can think about is if we just do this simple, silly thing like putting on glasses, putting on some kind of filter to help us see members of Jesus' family all around us. Uh, you see glasses, I have to wear them because I need them. But they help us see the world in a specific way, hopefully in a better way than without them. Um, and so if we're able to see others as members of our family, how, that, how might that might change our response to them and how we care for them? Um, I wonder that. I wonder what it would be like if Christians all around the world put on these glasses and begin to see everyone around them as members of Jesus' family, as their own siblings, because I believe that's what is kind of at the core of maybe this text. The Son of Man, the King of the Kingdom, is seeing each person, whether they're the last, the least, the lost, the overlooked, the seemingly unimportant, um, as members of Jesus' family, and then treating them in light of that reality. Um, maybe that's what this text is about. Maybe it's about seeing people um, as people we care about, we love, and not really worrying about what the action is yet, but what if we just practice that week, just seeing people differently this week? Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.